Welcome to the Money BS Podcast, where I'm on a mission to help you get unhooked from the unhelpful thoughts you choose to keep yourself from having the life you want. I'm your host, Master Certified Success Coach, Belinda Smith. Ready? Let's go. Hi, welcome to episode 50. I would just like to report as just a note on my permanent record that I have actually been present for all 50 of my podcasts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't think about that till like exactly as it was coming out of my mouth, but I have, I've been here for all 50 of my podcasts. I haven't missed a single podcast episode because I've been present. (laughs) How are you doing? I am just now getting over a ridiculous July cold, because of course, why wouldn't you just get a cold in July? And I do have to say, y'all can like it or not, but during the time that I was wearing masks, when I went outside, I did not get like a random sickness, like a cold or anything like that. So I'm kind of wondering if there wasn't some sort of positive in that for me, I mean, other than like getting the big COVID, but then also like, I don't know, just stuff to think about, right? You never know if you'll see me in a mask or not. I don't know. Let's keep the element of surprise. Today, I want to talk to you specifically about what I am uh, focusing on with my mastermind. And I want to talk about relentlessly pursuing your passion. I do not believe that most of us only have one passion. I think we can be passionate about several things at once. However, there are some things that just can't go away. Some things that you're just like, I wish that I could just get paid to do that. And for me, uh, I have a few, but today I'm specifically going to talk about being a songwriter and how early that, that fire was put in me. And gosh, I wish I started with an age, but I can't, I just don't know. So I grew up in the state of West Virginia. My grandpa was our preacher. And obviously I was in every possible service, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And if the church was open anytime in between, we were there because my mom was his daughter and we were her kids. (laughs) So we, we went. When I say I've been to a lot of church services in my life, I'm saying a lot. Well, I might have seen it all except snakes. I'm just not really wasn't really interested in seeing anything like that. But yeah, so from an early age, I started uh, started playing the piano. Uh, Mom says I was around, you know, three and a half, four. My friend had a piano. I, like when I was really little, I was allowed to play the, uh, with my friend. Her name was Kathy Crago. I have no idea whatever happened to her, but I used to play at Kathy's and she had an upright piano. And I would just fool around on it. Well, one day my mom was over there having coffee, I guess, with her mom. I think her mom's name was Donna. Isn't this weird that I would remember this? I think. I might be wrong on the mom. And they were having coffee and mom heard me start to plunk out um, the theme from the show Happy Days. So I was starting to play that. And my mom was like, I don't even know what's happening here. She <laughs> she doesn't play piano. I don't understand this. And that's sort of how it began. You know, I went into piano lessons, took uh, classical lessons for something like 13 years. I could play by ear, meaning that if you play me something, a lot of times I can play it back. Like, like generally, I mean, if you played me Mozart, I'm not going to play that back to you. But, you know, generally performance uh, songs. There's a lot of them that I can pretty much just hear. So I'm really, really grateful to my parents for allowing me to take piano lessons all those years, even though I, I um, cried a lot in when I had to practice. <laughs> Still, 
being here and working in this full time and being one of the few people I know who can actually cite or read music is fascinating to me because I live in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a city where uh, so much of the world's music is made. So much of the world's culture or um, commercial music is created here. So back to um, my when I was four, I promise I'm not going to give you like every age. This isn't going to be a history of Belinda, so don't panic. But when, when we started doing... Um, started playing piano and got into all of that, it was clear that I had an, a musical aptitude. And I also began singing because my grandpa, you know, I told you he was a preacher. Well, he also like had no idea that putting a little kid up on stage to sing in all areas was sort of, or in all the pulpits in which he preached like that. He didn't know that that kind of wasn't awesome. So I'm, um, I'd like to apologize for every person that had to go sit through the song. I don't remember who wrote it. It was some local group and it was, it was like, Jesus loves the little children, but it's not that one. It's so totally different. A little girl is standing by the fence of an orphanage, something. I don't remember the rest of the words. Okay. It's already nerve wracking, isn't it? Okay. But remember, this is like a hundred years ago. With that, you know, when I was 12, uh, my neighbor decided, you know, invited me to come sing with them. He had a little trio and it kind of went from there that I was singing. And here's what happened. I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that I wanted to do music, that I want music. It, it didn't, it came easy, easily to me. And that was my number one passion was pursuit was music. It's all I wanted to do. I wanted to sing. I have like one of those voices that, you know, some people call it belting. I can do that. I can sing softly. I'm telling you one day I will like make up some theme song and come on here. So you'll know that like I can at least carry a tune because I know I'm always coming on with these weird opera things. But when it became clear to me that I wanted to be a singer, I had already written a few songs, but I didn't, I had no idea that you could actually write songs and get paid. It just never, ever occurred to me. I just thought you wrote songs so you could sing them. And I, when I got out of school, I used like my, all my life savings, it felt like. And I flew to Colorado, to Estes Park, Colorado, and there was a, a workshop, or I guess a school of, of Christian contemporary music. So I went there and I was going to all these artist things. I, I uh, was in the singing competition. But what really caught my eye was all these classes on songwriting. And I remember thinking that was so weird that you could teach a class about songwriting because I thought, you know, you could either write or you couldn't. Kind of like when, you know, what I thought about playing by ear because, you know, not everyone can do it. Um, but it just it just happens that you can or it happens that you can. That doesn't mean that people who play piano who can't play by ear there, like that is no distinction. Okay. It just happens that I can. I started going to these songwriting classes because I was so fascinated by it. And so one day I was walking down the sidewalk back to our dorm and it was just like, it was like really like one of those lightning from heaven things come down or the not lightning, the light shines through the clouds and you, the angels are like, Oh, <laughs> that whole thing. And I'm standing there in that spotlight and that inaudible yet audible voice said songwriting is your way in and then I became a writer like I called my mom from the payphone because we still had payphones and I was like this is what I'm gonna do I had no idea you could I'm gonna write songs and that thus began the craziness and so what's interesting in that to me looking back is that I thought I knew exactly what my passion was I thought I was supposed to be a singer I was gonna be a singer be on the road and all of those things 
Instead, I, there was another plan for me. And, you know, I do, I get to sing. I do can sing in writer's nights around here. I sing uh, in the studio. I get to do background vocals. I get to do those things, but ultimately I'm a songwriter. That's exactly where I'm supposed to be. When it came to relentlessly pursuing that passion, I know so deeply and profoundly what it feels like to be on the outside looking in. I would write songs and we would sing them because I told you I traveled in, in a little trio. We went from church to church. We, I write, wrote songs. We sang them. We tested everything. And there was just this point where I had tried so hard to get in, quote unquote, in. I wanted in the business so much. I wanted someone to hear my songs, someone to like my songs. And it just kept not happening, you know, just not happening, not happening, not happening. And then this particular story always reminds me of how difficult it was to be on the other side looking in. Back then, you could actually, we had cassettes, children, ask your parents. We had cassettes and and you we just blindly, blind mailed, basically. So I just mailed it and mailed my cassette. I mailed it to um, a lot of places, but word records actually stands out or was this particular story. So I mailed my songs, my three demo, three tape demo and sent it in. And first of all, they sent me a rejection letter, which that was just who even knew that I would ever hear from them. But the person so it's like this, um, you know, normal, Hey, we always print this out when people send it or we hear something. And so the standard letter I got back, but then the person who, who had was writing it actually took the extra time to write and sort of write down on the side, um, you should pursue something else. This isn't for you. And she signed her name and I'm not going to say your name, although I have in other places, but I don't know her last name and it kind of doesn't matter now, but it felt like this woman had taken extra time, like the form letter would have been fine, but she took extra time to really, you know, drill it down that I had no talent. And it was so disheartening, y'all. I mean, when I say disheartening, I mean, word, that was like a dream place. And this woman not only sent the form letter, she also added added some extra negativity as if that rejection wasn't enough. It was like, here, give me the knife and let me stab it here. Let me twist it into your heart a little more. Uh, well, needless to say, things went on. I have rejection after rejection after rejection. Although, no, listen, that was that's still my number one rejection. And I've been in the business now for like, what, 25 years, 26? Oh, no, I'm not doing the math, but a long time. Finally, I broke through. Finally, after not giving up, I ended up doing it and got in. Things started to happen for me. I had like my first, the first song I had recorded after I moved to Nashville was recorded by a group at that time called Gold City, Gold City. Yep. They recorded the song. So that was my first recording once I got to Nashville then they singled the song, which is my very first single I ever had go to radio. You should know that the first time I heard my song on the radio, I was on my way to work. I'm not kidding. Once you get a song recorded, you do not get to quit your job. Okay. I had to actually pull over because it was snowing and I had to pull over because I was so excited to hear my song on the radio. So I got my first radio single. 
that happened to be, it went to number one. It was the first number one that that group had had in 11 years. And then it got nominated for a Dove Award. I did not win the Dove Award. I lost it to Bill Gaither, but what else? You know what? I, and then I almost, I was like, I need to go home now. I just need to go home, move back to West Virginia on a, on a really high note. <laughs> but so all this happens. I win the Dove Award. I've had all this stuff. So I go, we sing, you know, we do, we do, we do. And then I won a Dove Award for Bluegrass Recorded Song of the Year with a couple of my co-writers. The very next day, okay, the next day after the Dove Awards, I have the Dove Award. It is now officially on my shelf in my house. I'm walking into, I believe I was going to a movie, but my friend was coming out. So my friend, I'm going to call her, I'm going to call her Carol. That is not her name, but I'm going to call her that. So let's say that, um, so Carol is walking out and Carol has a friend with her. And I'm so, and so, so happy to see Carol. She's congratulating me. Super fun. Carol's an amazing, amazing publicist. She's terrific. And so in the middle of the joy, yay, yay, yay. And Carol goes, Hey, Belinda, I want you to meet my friend. And she said her friend's name. She said she just got laid off from word. Okay. Y'all, how about this for a moment? This was the woman who had gone extra, the extra mile to, you know, twist the knife into my poor little heart. And I had just won a stinking Dove Award. She told me that I should give it up, that I was not good enough. And I have a Dove Award this day. And she just got laid off. I know, right? I know. I'm telling you this story because, I mean, number one, it's just so perfect. <laughs> I can't help it. You know, it's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still, still getting this cold. You know, it's a perfect story. It was just perfection. But on the other hand, it's a, it's a deep and true um, magnified reminder that I get whenever I think I don't have anything left or I'm afraid that I'm not supposed to be writing, you know, artists, or at least my friends as artists, we're, we're inherently insecure at all times about our art. So anytime that I start to think maybe this is it, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. I always think of this woman and how she told me not to and how I did it anyway. No matter what your passion is, and, and like I said, I believe that we have several different kinds of passion, but whatever that one that just absolutely will not get off your heart is, no matter what anyone tells you, no matter how long it takes, and no matter how awful and hopeless it feels on the outside looking in, no matter how much you want to be part of it, and you feel like you just cannot break through, I want you to remember that you can and that persistence is the game. My first publisher told me, because um, he, he was very, very accomplished. He said, you know what's, you want to know what the difference is between me and all the other writers? I said, no. He said, I stayed until they all went home. I stayed in Nashville till they all went home. So I was the one left. It was, it was persistence. Basically, that's what he was saying. He said, if all those other writers would have stayed in town and kept pursuing everything they did, he's like, I wouldn't have nearly as much as I do because they would have all still been here. And so my challenge to you today is don't be the one who gives up and goes home. Don't be the one who gives up and goes home. You have a passion for a reason. It may not end up playing out the way you think it would. Or, like I said, I wanted to be a singer. It turns out I was supposed to be a songwriter, but it's my passion. 
never doubt your passion and always be open to allowing it to fulfill you in whatever way it's supposed to, even if it doesn't look like, even if it doesn't look the way you think it should. All right. That was your uh, moment. That was your thing. Next week, I'm going to be talking. I think me next week. can't remember when it comes out. I think it's next week. I will be talking about what it, what to do when you feel like giving up. And we are not giving up because that is not how we roll around here. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out. I hope that that story gave you some motivation and I am accepting a few one-on-one clients right now. So I would love to talk to you and uh, see if I can help you, but I bet I can. All right. Bye y'all. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I'd love it if you'd invite your friends to listen in. Remember, it's not about the money, it's about the mindset. You could use some personalized support around this area of your life. I do have some limited number of openings, and I'd love to talk to you and see if we're good. The link to book a chat is in the show notes. Also, please go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. Y'all know that every star counts. All right, I'll see you next time.